0: and welcome to the New Culture Forum's brand new current affairs show, Widdicombe, Webb and Wobberts. My name is Emma Webb and I'm your host, and I'm delighted to introduce to you the former Shadow Home Secretary and and former Brexit party MEP Anne Whittacombe, and comedian Abby Roberts. Anne and Abby will be joining me every show to discuss the madness and mayhem in our politics, news and culture. And if you would like to get in touch and send us questions, please do so in the live stream and we'll discuss them throughout. It's been quite a mad week this week with our failure to win the Euros against Italy, with the imminent so-called Freedom Day, um, and also with some very Interesting new statistics about British attitudes towards wokeism and freedom of speech. So, shall we begin by discussing the football and um, what we saw recently with particularly attacks on the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, for what she had been uh, had previously criticised taking the knee and then condemned the racism after the football. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I thought the attack was completely baseless. I mean, I criticised taking the knee. Doesn't make me a racist. Uh, means that I think it is offensive. I mean, not only stupid, but offensive to actually uh, indulge in a gesture to an organization which wants to defund the police. I mean, it's just as well we had the police around when there were all those attacks after the football match, you know, just as well we had them around. So any organization that wants to defund the police and proclaim anarchy basically, (laughs) uh, it's not worth taking the knee to. And Priti Patel is fully entitled to say that. And it is in no way contradictory of that to condemn racism. No way.
0: What what do you think, Abby, of footballers that have sort of come out... Condemning those who have have criticised taking the knee, suggesting that they are somehow responsible for the sort of racist abuse that some of the players received after failing
2: to get those penalties in the goal. Well, I don't know if you heard my sigh um, when you asked with, <laughs> when you came to me. Um, what can I say? Thanks a lot, America, for giving us um, your politics. You know, wrapped up in a nice in a nice bow, uh, marked you're completely crazy um to to, you know a political organization like blm that wants to defund the police you know uh, end capitalism oh does that sound a bit like communism yes it does and we should be saying no thank you very much we don't want that in our sport we don't want Mm -hmm. that in our schools we don't want that anywhere near us and frankly if you want to you know stop racism do it in your everyday life when you come i mean how many of these you know these liberal lefties um with their rainbow flags have actually in their a uh, job stood up for somebody who had racism. which i have done i've lost work i've lost a job this is about 20 years ago um a girl that was um was getting abuse uh you know cause she was black i said that's n- enough and i was fired and i want people oh, hang to Oh, why were you fired I was fired because I stood up for her.
1: No, but on what grounds were you fired? They never did it for that. What grounds were you fired?
2: Oh, well, they said it was because, um, you know, I was, oh, they said something like, oh, we don't come along and interfere in your job. And I said, yeah, but you were you were blatant, you were openly being racist to my colleague. So what I'm saying is, rather than doing all this, you know, take the no. knee, all very well and good, but just in your... Politics. your just, just politics. Your politics. In your everyday life... Treat people as you would like to be treated.
1: I still say the answer, and I know that you know a lot of people don't agree with that, I still say the answer is to be colorblind. I do not yeah. notice whether the person I'm talking to is black, white, or bright green. I yeah. do not notice, as far as I'm concerned, I'm talking to that person as a person. As a human being,
2: exactly. Yeah. And that's what and I thought that's what we all, I thought, hang on a minute, I thought that's what we, we all were. When we liberals, mm. you know, liberally minded, that's a person. I'm, you know, in, I mean, last year, I remember someone saying to me that Martin Luther King was now no longer relevant what i guess a- that's the irony
0: though isn't it because that's the point that people who have been criticizing taking the knee that's yeah. exactly the point they're making they're saying this is inextricably associated with an organization and a movement that tells people that the solution is to not be colorblind to see mm. race and then yes. the consequence of that is that people do see race so yes. the whole the whole argument that taking the knee is divisive for that very reason they don't seem to understand that. That those, that those positions are coherent, that it's possible for the Home Secretary to condemn racists and also to say taking the knees divisive. 55% of the British public yeah. think Black Lives Matter made racial tensions worse than this country. But better. identity
2: politics.
1: yeah, and, and the politics of grievance and, and the politics of looking for grievance on
2: behalf of other people, not it, just on your own. Precisely. And also, where does it end? I mean, I tweeted earlier today, maybe slightly unwisely, that um, maybe women now should, you know, act to, to um, basically go against what's happening in trans activism, which is a raising female biology. Maybe women should get down on both knees. Um, to oh, not show at my age, down. Sort of- <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'll help you up. But, you know, for solidarity. Because basically what I'm saying is you take one knee, then you take two knees. I mean, what's next? <laughs> you'll be lying prostrate on the football pitch. And I frankly say, just get on with playing football and win the World Cup. We've yeah. got, we've got-, yeah, yeah. We've yeah, got yeah. a
0: comment here from uh, a lady called Sharon who says... Uh, It's absurd to say that Priti Patel is stoking racism. She's been a victim of racism all her life. She merely opposes this Marxist BLM taking of the knee. It's interesting because actually Calvin Robinson also this week um, had hell from Billy Bragg when he did this, um, I think it was a Channel 4 interview. And Billy Bragg, same suggestion, that um, the the people who have been criticising taking the knee now have no right to you know, cheer on a multiracial well, it's team It's so, absurd.
1: Um, and, and what's more, we've got to stand up to it. I mean, hmm. what worries me about this all the time is that, that, that people don't stand up to it uh, and, and they're afraid then to speak and they're afraid yeah. to take those positions. Well, that actually is what is at the root of a lot of the trouble. It's that people will not stand up to it. And if people simply turned around and said, rubbish, get a life.
0: Do you think that the yeah. consequence of this is going to be that people will find it harder to criticise taking the Inevitably. knee because now Inevitably. they've made this sort of rhetorical sleight of hand where yes. it's now associated with the racism they've suffered and they're saying, well, this was why we were taking the knee in the first place.
2: Yeah, and I think Billy Bragg, I mean, he needs to apologise for all his protest songs because they're the worst, of the, the worst... I don't know if you ever heard them. But I'd never even God. heard of Billy Bob Bragg. Dylan, Bob Dylan, <laughs> he ate is all, is all I'm going to say about so we've that.
0: So got, we've got another comment here from Barry who says... Why don't football teams just do another non-divisive gesture like linking arms that's nothing to do with BLM? Yeah. Well, interestingly, Millwall did actually, and it was, wasn't very reported on, it was very reported on when Millwall booed, uh, the fans booed taking the knee. Mm. But apparently earlier this year, um, Millwall fans actually cheered when they linked, the players linked, linked arms, linked arms mm. and held up a sign that said inequality with the IN slashed out. So yeah. it's quite clear that the fans are not booing because they're, Some racist troglodytes—they're booing because they think that the taking of the knee is is associated with Black Lives Matter.
1: Hate gesture politics. Mm. it's not even just the association with Black Lives Matter. you know, it's that you're doing something that is frightfully fashionable and in,
2: but Mm. actually, what does it mean? Yes, what does it? What does it mean mean in your everyday life, precisely? And of course, we saw all the terrible riots um, last year in America. Um, by, by BLM protesters, you know, trashing um, shops and businesses, and and scaring people, and 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 being violent. Um, so we don't want that. We don't want that. As you know, association.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, interestingly, that leads on to another subject that has been big this week, and that is the study from the Center for Policy Studies, where um, the famous, legendary pollster Frank Luntz, um, he found that. Or, set out a sort of prophetic warning that we have imported our identity politics from the U.S., something I think that we all knew, Um, but he did a deep dive um, with uh, some polling and focus groups into the the minds of the British public to see what their views were on this. It's quite interesting. I've got some of the stats here. He found that uh, apparently 38 percent of the British public don't actually know what woke means. And over They're a lucky. third, <laughs> over a third, know nothing about cancel culture.
1: They're lucky. Aren't However,
0: you? he also found that fifty-seven percent of eighteen to twenty-nine year olds think that Britain is institutionally racist. Sorry,
2: fifteen percent. No, no, fifty-seven. Fifty-seven
0: percent and. Uh, and this is particularly interesting for free speech, 28% of people, had he found, had stopped talking to another person because, online or in person because of views that they hold. But amongst, amongst 18 to 29-year-olds, it was 52%. So more than half of millennials have stopped talking to someone because of their political views. So his warning was that, as you say, Abby, we have imported this... Mm. Uh, dangerous way of thinking from the
1: United States. And they're happy to admit it. They've not only done it, but they're mm-hmm. happy to admit that they've done it.
2: It's become completely yeah. normalised in my generation, I guess. Normalised too. Well, and also, let's be honest. I mean, I was thinking today, you know, it's weird looking at Cuba um, running away from communism and the West seems to be running towards it, and implementing all the things that we t- were terrified by under in Mao's China. You know, the denouncing, yeah. the mm-hmm. not speaking to somebody because, oh my goodness, I don't want to be seen speaking to them because that might mean I get a knock on the door to take me away. I mean, people say, oh, but you're just being overdramatic. No, not yeah. really, because that's how it all starts. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what it's about is totalitarianism. It's yeah. about the suppression of free speech. So, no, we're not going to have police on the doorstep to throw us into the Lubyanka. But we can have police on the doorstep to query what we've said and what was behind our thinking. And what, exactly. it actually
2: has happened. Yeah, and our neighbours as well saying, "Well, we saw her doing whatever she's doing. Uh, you know, we might want to report her." I mean, that's not—that's oh, not the, the UK that I want to live in. Yeah, the snitching.
0: That. Right. So we've got a question here from Marcus who asks, is Britain doomed if ma- if the majority of young people are embracing woke values, how can the tide be turned?
1: Well, it's doomed if we sit back and do nothing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If all we do is wring our hands and say it's disgusting and, you know, not going to get us anywhere, mm-hmm. we've actually got to stand up to it. Now, one of the things that I think we can be pleased about, there are signs we're doing that. I mean, you know, GB News has come along, the New Culture Forum has come along. And it, there are actually signs that um, Toby Young's free speech, that actually signs that there is now a kickback against it. But we don't need to give up. Uh, and we really need to be brave about this and people need to be brave about this in their places of work and to say no with all due respect yes. that's rot. Right.
2: and we do and i'm afraid i'm ashamed to say as a <clears throat> as a comedian that maybe me and maybe two other comedians are very vocal vocally i mean i'm known as the woke finder general um, amongst my friends and i right. talk radio <laughs> here she comes quick hide but, um oh no no don't hide actually just keep speaking because obviously that would be a bit weird if i'm trying to cancel them as well but um I'm I'm very very shocked that there is not there are not more people in the arts, particularly comedy, because it sort of likes to push push mm-hmm. back push because against authority, boundaries. push it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 rightly so. Um I am amazed that there is not there are not more people willing to say, well, I don't agree with that, you know. So I am Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Where are the where the Spartacus is? Well,
1: probably Spartacus got <laughs> crucified there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and people are just afraid
2: of what's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest, okay, that's the, that's, the, that's that's an extreme burden. I wouldn't be, you know, suggesting that but um, for myself, obviously. But, I you know, I was thinking this the other day, is that when someone said to me, oh, but, you know, people might lose their job or they might, you know, you might get bad reviews in a comedy show. I'm like, do you know that men like Solzhenitsyn went, yes. take me to the gulag. Yes. Take me to the gulag. And they did. And they did. <laughs> take me to the gulag. We shouldn't be laughing about this Anne. Come on, no, it's a serious talk. And they took him to the Gulag and he was there saying, I'm this is for freedom, it's worth doing this because of who comes after me. But you hmm. see the generation Sol- who
1: come after me. Solzhenitsyn and Sakharov, if you remember the visitors, yes. Andrei yeah. Sakharov. They, if you like to put it in another way, got away with it because of who they were because they had big names, because they had huge international reputations. Mm. But if you were Mr. or Mrs. Ordinary Russian,
2: yes, ivan, nobody was going to you. Here. If you were Ivan Denisovich, mm-hmm. um, you, well, well, I'm glad you can say Ivan ivan yeah. mm-hmm. Russian's my second language. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, I, I, I yes, I, I say to people, what have you got to lose? I mean, you, you've got a lot to lose, but really, I mean, is, you know, on balance... Mm-hmm you know we're talking
0: about do you think do you think maybe the tide worried. is turning No, I don't think
1: it's turning, but I think, as I said just now, there are signs of a pushback. Mm -hmm. And we've really got to keep the momentum going behind that pushback, and and everybody's got to do it. It's no good, to use my Solzhenitsyn and and, and Sakharov analogy, just the big people doing it. Yes. Everybody's got to do it. Everyone's got to join in.
0: Sanjeev asks, isn't the core problem our education system? So is that something that, um, obviously, it's actually quite interesting from the Centre for Policy Studies research. He found Gosh. that uh, young people were actually more likely to think that the country was institutionally racist than uh-huh. non-white British people. So suggesting that there is something that is coming from our education system, that we're educating yeah. people to view society in this way. Do you th- What do you think, you know, in answer to Sandy's question, is the core problem our education system? Is there something we can do to, with the education system to try and.
1: Well, what we push know back? is that if teachers do push back against it and, and try to give yeah. a, a, a balanced uh, view and, and invite pupils to comment, mm. uh, we do know that the next thing is they're in trouble, there are protests, you know. Uh, and so it's actually it needs quite a lot of courage if, if you're yes, just one agree. teacher in a, in, in a very big system. It needs quite a lot of courage, but it is what we need. And this is the long march through the institutions and yeah. where we are now. Yeah. Uh, that march has taken place. We've got people uh, at the head of all institutions now, uh, mm-hmm. or in positions of huge influence in all institutions now, who do not take our view, who take the mm-hmm. view that there is only one right answer.
2: Yes. Now, that's you know, the
1: essence of university teaching in my day was there are many answers and you can decide between them, but there are yeah. many answers, never any, just mm-hmm. one right
2: answer. Yeah. And that is, yeah, it's very worrying. I would say that the, well, I was going to say, God, where are the unions when you need them? The teachers' <laughs> unions, sorry, that's going to I found that gonna be oh, offensive yes. to your ears. got <laughs> well, the unions, but seriously, where are <laughs> all the blooming teachers, you know, just when teachers' unions are needed. They're all scurrying. They're all in the the, the what's it? The staff room, mm. hiding behind the settee. Um, they should be out saying, "No, we're, this is not acceptable." Like you said, I mean, yeah. education is is at a range of views um, that you know, and the uh, and and how to think. The, and how education education to think. is about yes. rigor, rigor, yeah, rigor, rigor, and thought, yeah. not how to think. How to think. And the situation yeah. in Baton yeah. is a
0: perfect example of the fact that nobody. Yeah. Cares, no, I mean, even the te- te- when teachers have attempted to, you know, speak out what, during the. Batley and Spen by-election, that yeah. none of the uh, main candidates were willing to say anything other yeah. than a kind of mealy-mouthed Deadly response.
1: silence. I mentioned it in my express column. Very good column, by the way, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every every Wednesday. No, Wednesday you don't mention either. it.
2: No, <laughs> but it's true, badly in Spain. I mean, who would have thought that we'd... And that there's, a, there's a campaign, in you know, raising money if you, um, for uh, for the the teacher mm-hmm. because nobody else was what to help. So the public, I think, has raised something like 60 grand now, yeah. um, which I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So if only we could have that part, the public, doing more silent minority is yes. silent that's yes. the problem the, is, yeah, majority they need to, they sorry need, they, the silent majority yeah. is and silent they need to speak the, the,
1: the, the, the main
0: resistance in Batley came from the bin men the bin men of Batley yes. and you mentioned the unions yeah. were the ones who were pushing yeah. back against it the British yeah. people would be behind this, the
1: bin men yeah. were well, the, the bin, 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 the I mean, the bin yeah. men
0: and yeah. this teacher. But yeah. isn't it outrageous that it, you know, it's been months and this teacher is still in in hiding, fearing for his life just, with his family. Well, he ought to come out in modern Britain. just come
2: out of hiding now. Yeah, and you know, we talk about gesture, your politics taking over the airwaves. What about a teacher who's with scared for his life? I mean, he's got a fatwa on his head. You know, yeah. let's, let's not kind of like, yeah. you know, mince words here. The Salman Rushdie thing, this is what's happening to this teacher. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, we're folks so obsessed with these kind of, you know, gestures and, oh, you said this, and did you did you really mean this when there's a man in hiding? I think yeah. says a lot mm-hmm, to yeah. you about where we are.
1: But as I say, he should come out of hiding now. Yeah. Come out of hiding. Come on. And hiding. face it down.
2: Yeah. Face it down. So Maggie yeah. asks,
0: uh, she says, the Centre for Policy Studies said that people are fed up with big business as well as politics. Are these woke corporations damaging their brand?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question, isn't it? I can say all the corporations are so woke, I'm surprised yeah.
2: that anybody's against them who's, Is who's
1: woke. Who's well, well. Yes,
2: exactly. I mean, again, we, we come back it to the free market, it's like, well, um, maybe, for, I mean, these, these institutions, What, what they, they're going to find out, aren't they? Because if people have, don't, mm. want to, don't want to buy their stuff, they Stop wouldn't. banking
0: with Barclays yeah. or eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it only needs you know, a handful of people, it seems to me, on Twitter to protest. Yeah. And immediately, you know, the boards of all these big companies mm-hmm. are bowing down to them. Yes. Instead of just saying, go and get a life, dear. Do you know, think this is partly the, the
0: Twitterfication of real life, that all yeah. of these corporations think that Twitter is the real world? even though the majority of people are probably not on any form of social media
2: at all
1: i think it's it's, it's just instantaneous panic basically, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. panic on the part of whoever's picking up the phone and dealing with public relations on the day, and I'm quite certain that's yeah. what happened in the IKEA case with GB News. I'm certain that's what happened there, that, that somebody picked up the phone, answered it for, oh, 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 you know, this is terrible, yes, you know, we're going to review it because he thought that was the safest thing to say, yeah. and of course it wasn't, mm-hmm. and, you know, and IKEA very quickly backed off, but they only backed off because mm-hmm. there was a backlash.
2: Yes. There has to be a backlash. There has to every be a backlash. Time. But you're right. right that in those in those businesses and institutions there are in place that little, you know, uh, the long march. Yeah. The the what do you call the useful idiots and the setting sums, <laughs> I think of them as. Um, you know, that are there and they've got their little tip, their little sort of hooks in. Um and I think that's what we're fighting against, what? isn't it? Charles because Moore Charles
0: Moore recently said in his uh, in his spectator column that the National Trust apparently some whistleblower a member of staff from the National Trust said that during their interviews they actually ask the the way in which the candidate voted in the referendum and if they say brexit then they don't get the job
1: they ask yeah. that well apparently. any candidate with any guts would say none of your business mate <laughs> That's what I would say. None of your <laughs> business. Secret ballot. None of your business. Yeah. How dare you ask me? Yeah.
2: Exactly. More people need to. Shall I go to the Daily that. Mail and
1: tell them you asked
2: me? Yes. You no. Know, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. So Rob, it's true.
0: Rob says, "Nice sentiment from Abby, but nine out of ten university academics are now left-wing, and fewer than ten percent of school teachers vote Tory. Yeah. They are the problem, not the solution."
2: Nice sentiment. I haven't heard that for a long time. Um, <laughs> nine out of ten. Well, uh, yeah. And what can I say? I think we need to. I think we need to have build. I think we need to build new institutions. Then I think. Well, we either need, have to get drain the swamp.
1: I actually think we need to use law, and I very rarely say that because yeah. I I don't think if it moves legislate. You know, I, I just mm. don't think that at all. But I think this is an occasion. We're doing it, of course, for the universities. We're we're actually making law now that says you have to guarantee free speech. Yeah. And I think similarly in schools, obliged by Ofsted you know, and therefore obliged in turn by government specification, they should have to look at all sides of an issue. Mm. Uh, you know, that is what they should be doing. And they should be taught, as you say, not what to think, but how to mm-hmm. think. Rigour. Rigour. I mean, in my day, they were so rigorous. Yes, And my day was so long ago. What,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Abby, on the Higher Education Freedom of Speech Bill? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad yes. thing? Uh, I, I mean, think it's a fab thing. I yeah. think it's wonderful. <laughs> <We think it's laughs>
2: no pressure. I mean, no pressure. I mean, I think it's yes, I think it's wonderful. But the fact that we have to legislate to have free speech in mm. our institutions is is uh, yeah, it's a little a little bit worry, worrying. Um, but um, no, I mean, I, I like I like I said, all as many views as possible mm-hmm. in the sunlight. Let's have a look at them and any ones we find is stated, we can go well, I don't really, mm. don't really sort of don't really like that we might have to revisit it's it, that. It's
0: interesting that one of the, the criticisms they say it will put a sort of a burden on universities a burden of bureaucracy and so on <laughs> without recognizing that this is absolutely central to the functioning of a university. I mean, yes, you no, can't have a free exchange of ideas. That's mm. so why I think the critis- when people uh, have have criticized the bill because they say that um you know that will add this extra it would add this extra burden of bureaucracy, mm. that it will create a culture of complaint. when well, we already have a culture of complaint in Hugely universities. Yeah. Um, that the solution is not to legislate, the solution is to is to argue within the university settings for for, for free speech, for academic freedom. But you can't actually argue for those things yes, unless you, at this point unless you legislate in order to protect yeah. a
1: space
2: in which people in which can which argue. which people it. can argue, exactly. Otherwise, you'll shut down if you say we want free speech, we'll or oh. shut up. And then that's the end of that argument.
1: Yeah, I, know. I mean, the, the arguments against it on those grounds are, are specious. I mean, they're just being made because nobody actually wants to say, I don't believe in free speech. And so they mm. introduce bureaucracy yes. and there's this reason and there's that reason. What those people actually mean is they don't believe in free speech. They believe their view should be the preferred view. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yes,
0: exactly. So while we're on the topic of authoritarian <laughs> drift... <laughs>
1: Nice segue, nice segue, darling. Free,
0: freedom yes. Day, so-called Freedom Day on the nineteenth. Yeah. Is <laughs> it going to happen? Will it be can a I real say, Freedom can I Day? Say,
2: who'd have thought in two thousand and twenty-one in the United Kingdom we'd have Freedom Day? I mean. <laughs> It's just, it's just the day
0: when you get what? some of your civil liberties
2: back. Thank you so much. We had to doff our caps as we watch the tanks roll by, you know, so like, you know, with a, with Boris Johnson with a huge mustache. But I mean, I just think the freedom day, what, what, what are we doing when we didn't we have that last month, June the 21st, yes. wasn't that f- sort of nearly freedom day and now it's going to be freedom day. No, 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 it's not going to be freedom day. The what, one before, what is this? the one before, what was, was, nearly, before?
1: Nearly it was nearly day. nearly freedom day. This is now nearly freedom day. <laughs> <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> But, it is,
0: but it's not really going to be Freedom Day because no. they've they've it already backtracked be. on possibly
1: uh, having more. It would be Freedom Day if they stuck to what Boris actually said when he announced it, which was, you must use your own judgment. And he used the analogy that I used in the Express every Wednesday, very good column. He used exactly <laughs> the same analogy, which is that there is a difference between a rammed tube train and an empty railway carriage. And therefore, we should be able to allow, be allowed to use our common sense. If he put a full stop there, that was fine. But ever since then, he's gone on elaborating as to what decisions we should make Mm. and handing the power to individual organizations Mm. to decide what decisions we should make. So, you know, if that's freedom, I'm a Dutchman. Yeah. Exactly. What? what, what do you That's think probably racist, <laughs> actually.
2: If, um... <laughs> How dare you? But also handing the power to Susan. Was her in Mitchie? Mitchie. I don't remember. Who is? You know, a communist. <laughs> Thank you, Richard Maidley, for for asking that question, which was you know I thought was a great question to ask when he interviewed her. But also Sage. So you've got a person. You're right. You're handing the decisions to somebody no. who. Likes the idea of people not having that much well, freedom, let's be honest. Well, it may not only be Susan Mickey, or Mitchie,
0: however you say her name, who thinks that. Apologies, because apparently, apologies. according to a YouGov poll, 71% of the English people support a delay. 71? <gasps> two thirds of Brits plan to keep wearing masks. An Ipsos Mori poll found that 19% support a, a, a nationwide curfew at 10pm permanently. Uh, 30, 35% Lunar, said no, that they, would have, have a,
1: the they, yeah, they, they would have
0: a 10-day quarantine uh, period after travelling abroad forever and one in four want nightclubs and casinos to be permanently closed. Oh my god, the, the Puritans
2: are, are back. I, I, I,
0: do you think those polls are fair, do you think that is actually what the British people think?
1: I think a lot of people want to go, I, I don't know about some of the others, but I think a lot of people want to go on wearing masks, but my view is that's fine. Let them, yeah. as long as I don't have to. Yeah, you know, as long as we really can make our own judgments yes, given exactly. the situation around us. I mean, I don't mind wearing them in hospitals. Yeah. That 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 is a judgment which I would concur with. Yeah. Uh, but I do not want to
2: be told by the people who want to wear masks that I should have mm-hmm. to wear yes, one. Yes, precisely. And also, I think with the, this mask thing, this is what worries me. Again, we're back to the Boris Johnson handing over, you know, um, responsibility because they've said you can you can sort of choose guess what, the mask fetishists, because that's what they are. I've seen people with masks that match their clothing. I'm like, that's like matching your lipstick to your Guantanamo Bay jumpsuit. (laughs) For heaven's sake, what are we doing here? This is is madness. (laughs) <laughs> what we're, what we're going to have is we're going to have people who love wearing masks <laughs> and then me and Anne and you and everyone watching who won't be wearing masks so
1: I'm going to plagiarise that comment thank you thank yep.
2: oh, you great at last my what, work is
1: going to be out there what do
0: you think of the fact that So, the, I mean, you mentioned U-turns or Boris saying one thing no. and then mm. reality being otherwise yeah. it seemed that they weren't going to go ahead with the vaccine passports then they started talking about this NHS app which looked like it was a vaccine passport by the back door and now they're saying that they advise large venues to use a form of vaccine certification um, and that and this is quite interesting they actually said that and this is this is a direct quote um, if sufficient measures are not taken to limit infection then the vaccine passports could become mandatory so they're basically saying that come freedom day Mm. the restrictions are lifted But if you don't continue to voluntarily enforce them, then we will deprive you of your civil liberties by having vaccine passports. And apparently the reason why, according to a government source, the reason why they they want to have this vaccine certification is actually to try and, I'd say encourage, what I mean is coerce young people (laughs) into having the vaccine, regardless of the fact that 9 in 10 adults have antibodies, regardless if they've had the vaccine or not. Yeah. So they want to coerce the young into having the vaccine. So one of these government sources, again, this is this is a direct quote, said, "If we can show show real benefits of getting vaccinated in terms of everyday life, then it could be a could be quite a useful tool." So what yeah. they're really saying mm. is that it could be quite useful to us if we deprive people of their civil liberties so that they do exactly what we want yes. in order to get those civil liberties back. Yes.
1: That's essentially,
2: what's happening?
1: Yeah, I think they're doing something slightly more subtle than that, to be fair. Um, let me take two, two analogies. One was CCTV cameras. Now, uh, you're far too young to remember, and I suspect you are too. But when CCTV cameras, and I was in government at the time, so I remember yeah. very sharply, when they started coming out, there was huge resistance to them, and people said they're the spy in the sky, mm. uh, and certain councils said they'd never have them and refused to have them, blah, 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 blah. Then we had the horrible murder of Jamie Bulger. And we had those images of the CCTV who actually managed to film the two boys who were taking him out. And suddenly, everybody said, oh, it's got a purpose. And we couldn't. Quite suddenly, government couldn't afford all the demand that was coming in for CCTV. Another one, again, you won't remember. We used to have a thing called bank check guarantee card, so that if you wrote a check, you had to present this card. Uh, and people, some people said, I'm not having one of those. My name on my cheque is good enough. And the bank said, OK, you don't have to have them. But it became so impossible to pass a cheque without one that just about everybody with an account had one. Now, I think they're trying something similar here. They're saying, OK, you don't have to. You, you don't have to have the vaccination. Uh, but if you do, and if you have a certificate, you know, it, it's going to bring you benefits. Now, actually, I don't object to that anything like as much as I would object if they said, you've got to have a vaccine. I really don't object to it. I I do not object to an
0: incentive. But if they're they're making life so impossible that you can't partake in any... They're not making life
1: impossible, so you can't go into a nightclub without one. Well, that doesn't make my life remote. Or or a restaurant
0: or a pub, inevitably, because Ross, uh, Ross... I think his name is Ross Clark. He wrote brilliant um article in the telegraph i think it was today um about the direction of travel like you say with the cctv cameras where it's towards vaccination that that it's it's towards he thinks that this is drifting in the direction of having electronic id cards Mm. um and he he joked that you you know about going into a theater and saying well sir your seat is you know number 10 but let me just have a look at your id to check wh- whether or not you've said anything on social media that we find distasteful yeah whether it is going the to credit, drift in the sort of t- yeah but like yeah. the chi- chinese ccp style social yeah. credit system that yeah. this is will become some kind of permanent electronic <sighs> id
1: Look, I don't think we need to go too far down the conspiracy theory route. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that is always a danger. I, I mean, I, I object to the curtailment of liberty. But there's always a danger that you will go down some 1984 route. And, uh, and you'll see things that are going to happen in the future, uh, 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 which probably aren't going to happen at all. Uh, I think, you know, I carry a vaccination certificate when I go to Ethiopia. I have to. I have to be vaccinated against yellow fever. Mm. I do not object. I had to be vaccinated in the old days, not now, against cholera for many countries. Yeah. I did not mm. object. I don't object to having to show in certain circumstances that I have had something um, which is required. I, re- I, I know I'm a lone voice in this gathering, <laughs> but, but I think as long as it's not made compulsory, if mm. all they're doing is producing incentives, I really don't have a problem.
2: Yeah. But one Ish, slight issue with that is is with, um, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, I haven't got medical knowledge, but yellow fever and um, things like Japanese encephalitis and all those, wh- uh, cholera. Oh, wh- I haven't been vaccinated against I that. Have you not know, like the Japanese? It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I highly recommend it. You get just put <laughs> that, that disease out of my head. I have read in medical journals the argument, which is that the reason that, I mean, even those vaccinations are not mandatory. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you'd you be a fool to go to a country and not have yellow fever or cholera or, or you, je- Japanese cellulitis. You, 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 you can't enter Ethiopia without a, yeah. without a certificate. But the difference is those diseases, if you get them, will likely kill you. Whereas COVID-19, with this, this virus we're talking mm-hmm. about, will likely so not that's in, kill you. That's well, international well, travel rather than domestic. Overwhelmingly, statistically, won't kill you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, oh, statistically. So that's, that's my... Problem Mm. with all this is that we seem to be hitting a little tiny, tiny little pin with an enormous Mm. mallet. And if it's about, it's called a sledgehammer and a nut. Sledgehammer and Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for saving that. Save that analogy. If,
1: if,
0: if if you're making a risk assessment, though, if as I say, nine out of ten people have antibodies, then what is the purpose of having a vaccine passport if the risk to those who are vaccinated is so small? Yes, from the unvaccinated. Because I, I think it's a question of of your medical privacy, right? Because this is about setting a precedent of That's, having having a certification yeah. that shares your medical information- That's the door we're opening. With companies.
2: That's the Orwellian door. Are you, you not worried opening?
0: that that sets a dangerous precedent?
2: Yeah, because so much has happened over the last, I mean, for me personally, so much has happened, not personally, but just sort of viewing it as a sort of outsider. So much has happened that um, that that we wouldn't have thought would happen. That's why I'm more, I'm more trepidatious, if that's even yeah, a word, it than is. Anne is about the not going, looking ahead um, and thinking, hang on a minute, you know, because who would have thought, um, I mean, who would have thought that someone like Canada would be burning churches in 2021? But here we are. So my argument is maybe we should start, start having a little look at what mm-hmm. potentially just, could yeah. be down the road, just as
1: I have criticised the government throughout for disproportionality—that's mm. what I've criticised yeah. them for. I think now your fears are becoming disproportionate. Do you uh, think? Yeah, I do. And and I. What think, happens if
2: they're not? I mean, what what have I got to lose by by having those serious concerns, which I see people who I'm, are not who are not you know the moth-eating Party. You are very uh, welcome
1: you know. to your serious concerns. Yeah. I you know I do not wish to curtail your free speech. Yes. I merely wish to say that I think that just as I believe the government and the scientists got things out of proportion. You are now getting things out of proportion.
2: Yeah. Even though we've had, even though we've had promises that have got, been gone back on. Oh, that's by, new by in politics.
1: That's new in politics. isn't it?
2: People well, going back on their promises. I mean, promises. when they've been. Well, but, where, where have you been living for the last two <laughs>
1: decades? Know, but I mean, it goes but, with the territory of being in <laughs> politics. Oh, now,
2: now. Never we're running about, to the end of the but show now. Thought, so, well, so. Well, <laughs> to win. but after sixteen months, seriously, sixteen months of of this uh, authoritarian regime we've had. I think I could be allowed for being a little bit hot under the, if I had a collar, but I haven't, I'm wearing a rather <laughs> revealing yes, yes, yes. Thank you. sweetheart <laughs> neckline, which I know you've had your eye on, Alan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, um, I'm trying to do what's the word? Um, yes. Um, what a way to <laughs> <laughs> in, in a way, final words,
0: Anne,
1: final words. Final reflections? Look, freedom is important, so is proportionality. Uh, And uh, I think that the government has got it wrong uh, and is getting it wrong again because they're effectively handing the power that the law had to individual organisations to decide, just according to them, what Mm -hmm. is going to happen. I think it should come back to what Boris originally said, which is wholly within the discretion of the individual. That is what I think should happen. That, to me, would be proportionate and would be actually trusting grown-ups to use their own savvy. And on that
0: note, folks, (laughs) thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Anne and Abby. (laughs) And please join us next week and subscribe in the bar below. Thanks very much.